We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Fendiari. What are we going to count this as now since this is the first one? This is episode 24. This is definitely 24. Who's a famous 24? You gotta help me out here. You gotta know this. I, I, don't, I don't know any 24s, man. No 24s. I only know number 30. That's all I know. <laughs> the only one that counts. The, the only one that matters. See, you guys hear Sam? Come you on. This? Come After on, a, man. After Rick Barry. What? The warrior the greatest warrior of all time. Who? We yeah. hey, nah, 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 nah. The greatest nah, nah. the greatest Trump supporter uh <laughs> NBA history. I, I actually I think he is cuz I I mean it's I really don't think any of the other top 25 players of all time are Trump guys. Maybe Carl Malone. Carl Yeah. Dude. Okay. So it's him or Carl Malone. Dude, now that you bring this up, it gets me so sad every time that I I am a uh, I'm from SF, so I'm a Giants fan. Every time you bring up players that are Trump supporters, my goodness, that those teams that won the titles, man. We've got Aubrey Huff, we've got Jeremy Affelt. I bet you, you go down the line. I bet you Madison Bumgarner, Buster Posey. I mean, man, it's just it just it makes me sad. You're an A's fan, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Maybe you would. I don't know. You guys got new players every month, so but. Man, yeah, it's, it's yeah, the print. I don't, I don't even bother investing. But yeah, you know, oh, this isn't, uh, this isn't a baseball podcast. <laughs> we're not uh, Ethan anymore. We're not Ethan over here. Hey, you guys, you guys hear Sam on the? See, we got we're on leverage the chat now, and Sam, we've got we got promoted the new mics and everything. It's crazy over here. Yeah, it's like million dollar equipment here. I, I got to guard <laughs> it with a safe. Um, 
Now, uh, Jade, thank you for helping me fix my settings. I, I won't divulge what was wrong with them. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, we're good to go. Um, excited to be on Leverage to Chat, and uh, we'll still be posting on Warriors World. Uh, you know, we can't leave Sheed. She'd, Shout out, Sheed. Sheed basically created us. You know, we got. Yeah. We should have him on next. Do you think that that would be fun? We got to have him on at some point. I mean, if he'll if he'll lower his, himself to us. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. He, speaking of Sheed, he uh, we threw a small little uh, uh, dunk contest event over this weekend with uh, it was me, Sam, uh, Marcus, and uh, Slater, uh, which which was pretty great. Uh, uh, we got to talk a, a bunch of crap about uh, just warrior stuff. Yeah, man, it was a good event. Um, Marcus, Marcus thinks it's going to be a breakout year for Zaza. That was the <laughs> uh, that was the major takeaway. I'm like, oh, you're, he's, he's taking the troll into next level. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> that was a highlight. What yeah. else do we have? We had uh, Slater actually made a fun one about uh, the Thunder having everyone injured uh, that one season. So we're starting to that might that might come true because uh, he covered the Thunder back then. So we'll get into that on the Warriors. That that was probably a little uh, a sad foreshadowing, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're we're not discussing injuries. Um, actually, I guess we. That's I guess the first should, thing. Yeah. Now that we look at that, that's that's the first one on the list. Yeah, oh, man. man. Uh, um, so, what, Draymond Green, game one. Uh, so we're recording this Wednesday night. As of now, they haven't um, they haven't said what the timetable is on his knee. Uh, he banged knees with, with Ariza, who, by the way, always bangs someone on the Warriors up. Like, dude. Like, Clay yeah. concussion, uh, nearly took out Steph multiple times with the flying kick or, or yeah. no he was steph was or was that steph falling on his back in houston a couple of years ago yeah falling was that on a reason so the flying, yeah, the flying kick that. was to uh the flying to clay. Was to clay yeah um which is funny i don't think of a reason as a dirty player and honestly he's probably not it's, it's just coincidental he he clearly plays hard um He's, you know, he's more of an effort than, than a yeah. skill guy. Yeah, so. never thought of him as dirty, so I've never seen him do anything that that long. So, yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah. um, it, it, so so what happened there? He jumped in, Draymond, um, kind of an ISO situation, and uh, just landed funny. But those are the type of injuries, and, and we're not doctors here, but this is what we do, man. We go speculate. Um, he, he just landed and, and landed a little funny um, and limped off, and... Draymond, for someone that usually comes back the top, as, as tough as he is, they ruined him out quick. So they yeah, didn't he was, to bring he was back. limping around, and like you said, I I can think of at least three games last year yep. where he limped to the back, and uh, the Utah playoff game is probably the, yep. the most famous one. I'm like, oh god, please don't go down, and um, he just comes back in. So like I. I'm always I always worry just because the way Draymond plays, it, it's prone. He's prone for contact, and like that's how injuries happen, right? Um, I mean, not always, but he, he plays a style that you would think would be more um, more likely to get hurt. But he kind of always avoids it, right? Um, yeah. So I don't know. They at this point, I'm just assuming he's probably out for this road trip. Um, they got a little three game roadie like Friday, Friday through Monday. Why rush it? You know they're clearly looking long view. I I would be surprised if Draymond played in them. Um, but it was kind of funny. The minute he goes off the floor, they just completely fall apart. 
Uh, 0-1 in danger of not making the playoffs. <laughs> we have a, There's a larger argument here uh, in terms of we're picking uh, uh, nits, but um, Sam thinks Draymond's the most important player on the team. I think it's Steph. Um, I think Draymond just does stuff that there's n- no one else can replace. Um, I think without Steph, they can generate offense. Without KD, they obviously can generate offense. Same with Clay. Um, they, they just—he is their entire interior defense. He is the quarterback of the defense. He's, um, he he he's he's the the piece that takes him from being you know the normal best team in the league to what are we going to do with these guys? Because he just does all the things that um, no one else does. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Maybe if Iguodala was a little younger, um, I would be less worried because you just slide KD to the four and play Iguodala big minutes of the three, and he kind of fills the gaps in a lot of the same ways. Um, But, I mean, he didn't play last night, and I don't know how how many minutes per game he really has in him on a consistent basis. It's, yeah. it's, it's not, you know, he's not um, 27-year-old Andre who's kind of like the Swiss Army knife anymore. Now he's kind of a little more pick his spots with it. I So my case for, for Steph and I, I agree with all those, is that two years ago that would have been right. Um, I mean, two years ago, if you'd taken either Steph or Dre, the team is done. But um, nowadays, it's it's they've got Durant, and even though he's not the same defender, he's part of you know he can bring like maybe 65 percent of what he does and and when he's coasting which is you know honestly the guy coasts almost like 80 percent of the time on defense but if they were to come down and actually have to try like durant will be able to do a lot of what draymond does defensively not across an entire game not across the thing the, the thing is uh, so i thought kd played relatively decent defense last night um individually but the Warriors were a mess with their rotations, right? Like, like KD had some nice blocks, a lot of good contests. Like, generally, when he was engaged in one-on-one situations, he made good defensive plays. But that's where Draymond's missed because he's like, I mean, he's he's the mini Kevin Garnett back there. Like, obviously, he's you know not seven feet tall, but it's kind of like the guy who's calling out where everyone should be, just setting the whole thing up. Um, I don't think they have anyone who can do that, quite frankly, without him. Like, Zaza is not doing that. David yeah. West is not – David West – I mean, David West is giving me 15 minutes a game because he's 38. So, But, uh, yeah, yeah, but in, in, I'm, we're kind of – I think we're – my argument is that if you put – if you take Steph out on offense, then there's no more four on three. Um, and it, and do, do, guys don't But does KD really need the four on three? Like, I mean – yeah, but it gets they, a little. I mean, they can still like, generate enough offense without Steph. They're just not as explosive. I mean, They're and then you got Clay, Iguodala, and KD on defense. So it's like it's kind of like. It's, I mean, again, we're, we're not, we won't spend too much time on this. They're still great, regardless. We think he's out uh, for the road trip. Um, we don't think a couple months. Um, we maybe a week or or two weeks. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see anything that that made me that uh, speculated it'd be a long term thing. Usually, when a guy. Uh, has it like like what, let's look at KD last year when he had that injury. Um, everyone kind of knew he'd be out for a while, right? And that Ooh, was Sam sources confirm. <laughs> no, Draymond I mean, will it, be fine. I, I, I'm just saying, like the the Draymond injury is it's 
Now, with a tender knee, if you play on it too soon, that's when you can like aggravate it and really be out for a while, right? So it is a little, you know, you, you want to be careful with it, but I didn't see any sign that suggests like Draymond's going to be out a month or anything like that. I would just assume like yeah. a week or two weeks. Um, yeah, and it'll be fun. It'll be, I mean, not, not fun we won Draymond yeah, back, I think, but I it'll think be Kerr's, fun to see how Kerr's much. probably happy about it because it, it, um, it forces guys to step up when I mean right now I think it, it's pretty hilarious. Kerr's like trying to what to say. Yep. Kerr's like trying to do <laughs> anything to get these guys going. They're, he's finally dealing with some complacency because um, it, it is kind of weird. The Warriors didn't really have to battle that much complacency the last three years. Usually when teams are as good as the Warriors going into like the second or third year, there's there's the um, the just natural like the way LeBron coasts that's a good example LeBron's been there so much that he's like I just can't be bothered to get up for these October November games because I know I have to play in six months at the highest level so I'm gonna give you like 70% effort on most nights and he caught him fat last (laughs) night and this afternoon and Dude, like, like all preseason, he's literally been calling them fat for about three weeks now. <laughs> like since um, uh, the first game in China, which was, yeah, about three weeks ago, just constantly <laughs> saying they're not in good enough shape. Um, his most recent quote, it looked like we had very little discipline, very little conditioning. We looked like the team in the middle of training camp. It's not really wrong. Um, you know what it is though. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's making. Uh, I don't think he's. He's trying to light a fire in the Warriors, but he, I think he's also making a statement to the NBA. Remember last year he benched a ton of guys, and yeah. then there's no more be- like through four and fives. So I think he's kind of telling like, "Low, like, yo, listen, like, we got to go to China every year." Or maybe he's saying this to Lakeup, like, "We don't want to go to China every year." Like this is ridiculous. Like the fact that they come back and they have to. They have no time to practice. They got to play all I think these games. I so. think you're overthinking it. This just feels like some Phil Jackson Zen shit. Where he's like, um, you know, he's just he's just trying to get his guys going. He knows how good they are. He knows the level of talent he has, and he knows the perception around the league. Like, oh, it's foregone; they're gonna win. It's foregone you know, X, Y, and Z. So he's just—I think he's just pulling out the old school coaching moves. Because um, Kerr, Kerr by default is not the kind of guy who like does well with lazy effort. Like he's yeah. he's very detail oriented. He's the guy who freaks out about Steph having five turnovers in a game, even though the Warriors won by thirty points and Steph dropped he, forty. You know, like that's just him. He's white. Um, you know, <laughs> he, he just he just has to. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like he's the the teacher that is in high school and he's teaching the AP AP class, and it's like you know he's teaching the class of the, the smart kid, kids. Right, and you're like, well, the kids know that they're going to do fine on the AP test. Like, they know they're going to get, like, a four or five. So it's like, well, what's the point of of being there and actually paying attention and actually learning when it's like, yo, listen, like, we can we could just do this ourselves. And, and when we take the test, we still yeah, got a month like, left. To cl- what's the point? He's, like, telling them, like, you know, you guys could fail. You know, don't don't take it all for granted. Like, you, just because you think you're smart, that sort of thing. This is the most, like, Asian Middle Eastern analogy ever. Like, <laughs> I just, like... Let's just let's just throw that out there. This is the type of thing that only like kids, uh, immigrant kids whose parents push them to take all the advanced classes will get. <laughs> hey, you say you save money for college, right? Yeah. Uh, 
what's funny is I got my little sister who's uh, uh, in high school applying to colleges. I had her taking hella uh, AP classes. So I guess I'm like an Asian dad now, which is uh, uh, perhaps not the greatest thing. Um. <laughs> you're underway. You're going to be. <laughs> You're gonna be you're gonna be clipping the coupons pretty soon. <laughs> Out here collecting uh collecting plastic bottles from trash cans. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm not gonna touch that. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you guys, I was uh, I was sleeping last night after the game. I had I had stayed up to like one two a.m. writing his first first writing. You can find it on warriorsworld.net. Uh, and then I woke up this morning to like five alerts, um, and it was Sam Esvendiari texting me at six thirty in the morning about Kavan Looney. Explain I actually, yourself. I actually thought Looney looked decent last night. Um, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Kerr Looney's always been in the doghouse. Like he was below McAdoo. He was like, and, and there's always kind of murmurings. Kerr didn't really like him. Didn't think he worked hard enough and that sort of stuff. And like Kerr is big on like effort. Right. So, um, the fact that he was going to Looney, the guy who was like, I don't think Kerr has a doghouse, but if he had one, Looney would have been the one guy in it. Right. Um, and you just playing him in crucial moments of a close game is just peak peak Kerr wanting to just you know strengthen numbers. I'll play anyone, you know, kind of trying to tell the team, you know, I, I'm not afraid to bench anyone. <laughs> and yeah. I was just cracking up because it was like <laughs> we, we were kind of joking about it. It's like, there's no Verizal. There's no McAdoo. Like who's Kerr going to, Damien Jones is deactivated. Yeah, Literally. It's like, we it's thought, like, like we thought Bob Myers made a Kerr proof lineup. And nope. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we really thought, and then this guy really put Looney in, um, at, at like all the way until like three minutes in the game. I, you know, to be fair, Looney actually didn't look that bad. He looks way quicker than he did before. It's crazy. So good for him. Yeah, no, there's but, multiple stories on him like losing weight and getting himself into better shape. And I never thought he was like overweight or anything, but maybe he, he was did, definitely slow. Yeah, maybe he. I mean, he. I, I. He was slow since he had those hip surgeries. So maybe losing mm-hmm. a little extra weight is is doing. A, you know, it's big for him. Yeah, you know, he he can't play at the same weight he played at before. Yeah, I mean, he looks good, look, but it's, but still, like he looks good, but he's just still the worst guy on the team. Like you'd rather have Jordan Bell there, right? You rather have well, maybe not. Jordan Bell, Bell wasn't good last night, but I think we all he was kinda, not. But we're still. all optimistic on like his on his upside as being of being a contributor. He had clearly had a a nice preseason. Um, Did you see the cross court pass he made off the pick and roll slip? That was I lost my. I mean, that's like the nerdiest. Thing I, had no, I, lost I had it. no clue he could pass before the pre, <laughs> before summer league, uh, because I watched him at Oregon a decent amount last year, and he got all the Draymond comparisons because he had that like, you know, the same everybody energy. undersized. And no, energetic just the, the, the energy level. Like he had that kind of like defensive energy. You know, like alpha dog screaming, kind of like that. You know, that's what people think of when they say he's like Draymond. They don't think of the passing and stuff like that. But every time I watched him, he was just kind of he was he was um, their best defender. He'd switch on to everyone, and then on offense, he was just a rim runner. I didn't think he had any game other than than rim running at all. Like you know, I, I thought his offensive game was like you know Tristan Thompson or something. 
Uh, and then, lo and behold, apparently he can really pass a ball. It's wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I think that's someone. He was jumping all over the place. He was. He looked like Damian Jones jumping all over the place. Looked like JaVale McKee. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a little different that getting some minutes against Minnesota, James Harden Minnesota's, too. Yeah. Minnesota's, you know, third third string in a preseason game versus getting switched on to James Harden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but that'll be that'll be fun to see because it looks like Draymond's going to be out. Maybe Caspi's going to be out for a minute. Andre Iguodala is not going to play play much. I personally think McCaw needs to play more. Um, I think that Nick Young just – I'm not going to be a Nick Young guy this year. I know people are I, – I don't know why. He just – he's going to make shots. It's his team now, great. man. It's his team. I, just, he let, he, I can't he stand it. Defense uh, is bad. He just doesn't I, – I, I'm just not – I'd rather see McCall or Caspi play. So two um, things, I understand two things on Swaggy. I didn't really notice how much he waddled until last night. <laughs> like he kind of he kind of waddles when he runs around the court. It's pretty funny. Um uh, not that I should be criticizing anyone's running form. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, I waddle too. That's he he, he just like he just kind of waddles off of these screens and then does this little like fake left go right off of it and it's 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 kind of like a duck to be honest. And I'm just like I don't know how this works or how he's getting the separation, but the shots were falling. And yeah. he can shoot. And in the Warriors system, he should get a bunch of open shots. So. Uh, it, it'll be nice for them to have just a dead eye shooter off the bench because that, the whole bench squad the previous year is like a ton of good players, but none of them are shooters. Yeah, yeah, so, that's true. So that's true. Nice. Would... Like if if his defense catches up to speed a little bit, uh, and it might or it might not. I thought he was actually decent defensively for the Lakers last year, uh, at least decent in like one on one situations. Um, he could just another guy to help keep minutes low for like clay and uh, KD, which is somewhat of a concern because they would be making their fourth straight deep playoff run. And like at a certain point, you got to find ways to cut minutes for guys in January so that they have their legs in May. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We, we do, we did talk about them being tired and, and that speaks to, I think we're talking about this morning. Steph Curry last year uh, ran the most miles despite playing. He played like 33 minutes a game, and he ran the second most miles in the league. Second most um, per minute. Um, per minute. Per yeah, minute. so Got basically but, he's okay. in motion. The only player I it's found crazy. who is in motion more often than him was C.J. McCollum. Um, Dribbling in isolation, that was what he was doing. C.J. moves off ball, <laughs> man. Um, but like – Steph covered more miles than Harden or Russ, who supposedly had to do more, you know, and it's on both ends. Like I I don't last night's game, um, Harden, Harden caught fire at the end and he made some great plays. Uh, But, but Steph was up, up in him as much as he could be. Yo, that was great defense. No, he actually stopped him a couple times too. Like Harden caught fire, but it was like early fourth. Let's, let's be real with Steph's defense. He try he he busts his ass. Um, I think he he takes. I think it bothers him more than anything that people don't think he can defend and don't think he's a point guard. So like Steph, I think Steph gets a little. He gets like more juiced off of a defensive play or like a ten assist performance than he does by dropping right. ten threes because right. he's you. you You've been around him. You you followed him long enough. Like he hates being known as just a shooter or you know just that sort of thing. Like he thinks he's a complete player. 
And honestly, he is a good defender. He played good defense last night. He's always going to be limited by the fact that he's just not that long. Like some of Harden's shots over him, he guarded him perfectly. But Harden's a couple inches taller and has like eight inches of wingspan on him. So Steph just, he just can't get into his airspace, right? He can't get into his airspace the way that like Iguodala can, right? Yeah, and he's got to stop fucking reaching too. That, that's that is the, the biggest that's thing. The, that's like, the thing. But I do always enjoy because like Steph's got that little man complex on defense for sure. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. Well, you just came from a pickup game. There's always that one dude who's shorter than everyone who like pr- tries to get into you on defense. Basically, the Chris Paul. Yeah. 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 It's funny. That's, that's the guy that's the best player on our team who I've been playing with since high school. Shout out Trav, but uh, yeah, shortest guy. And he's got the the little man defensive. So I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Although Steph's six, three, so he, he's not, yeah, but not he's, too short, but he's undersized. No, you're right. Especially with the way they switch. He's, he's, he's got fine undersized. size for a point guard, but he's still going to be the smallest guy for the warriors in every yeah. lineup combination. No, there's not a single lineup combination where he's not the smallest player. He's the, <laughs> he's the shortest player on the roster. They don't have another, guy under six six yeah so so let's let's go on defense a little bit we want to talk about mike d'antoni want to talk about what he said <laughs> you know what i thought it was hilarious kudos to d'antoni um i'll, I'll read it out I'll read well it out. let's preface it so draymond had the quote <laughs> um someone uh read draymond d'antoni's quote like uh w- no one's going to stop them referring to the warriors but but no one's going to stop us either so let's let's roll the ball out there's something basically like they can't guard us any more than we can't guard them and draymond took offense to that being you know defensive minded player he is and he's all uh it sounds like they don't care about defense i i like our chances at guarding them some so, some comment about how they'll <laughs> be able to defend them obviously they lost the game did not go the way expected and d'antoni goes somebody said we don't take it seriously on defense well obviously they don't take it seriously either <laughs> you know what the best part of that quote is is d'antoni basically doesn't even fucking try to defend his own team trying to play defense he's just saying well shit i mean you don't play defense we don't play defense that's fine like that's his overall point that's the best part like he's not I, even I mean, gonna he's just say... being snarky because i th- no, i know he well, is he's but not, like well he's not a defensive coach i mean i think he just i think he's just embraced the, the <laughs> um kind of the, the image people have of him like oh this guy just coaches offense he's like yeah i do yeah score. exactly <laughs> <laughs> that that's so and you know what, what's good this houston team is going to be fun is that maury's kind of you know how we say bob meyer is going to make this curb proof make the roster right. curb proof no no more scrubs uh maury's basically giving them like defenders everywhere and basically saying you know what if you're not going to care about defense we're just going to have good defensive players we're just going to roll them out there and we're just going to hope that works yeah he's basically and, like you figure out a way to scheme the offense up i'll give you players who know how to defend it's so cool. Like Rashard Mbamute was making fucking threes. Like it was looking like it was looking nice. PJ Tucker, man, I've always enjoyed him. I've always, like he's just one of those like if he's on your team, you love him because he makes like all the little plays, right? And yeah, he was, he's like a homeless Draymond, homeless version Draymond. Twenty yeah. points last night. He scored as many as KD and Steph, basically. <laughs> so, I mean. uh, oh man.
Yeah, so that that's gonna that's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about a little bit more of the other games as well. We talk about Hayward and, and some of tonight's games, um, which which is sucks. Which is the worst part of uh, of yesterday. Really was um, Gordon Hayward pretty much snapping his uh, his leg in half. Yeah, get, um, be- get better, Gordon. But um, there was some good news today. He didn't he didn't mess up any ligaments, so he kind of had a clean break. Um, not, I mean, it was gruesome. I would not recommend watching it if you didn't see it. But um, in terms of best case scenario of that injury, I mean, it's it's going to have the shortest recovery time um, because he didn't like wholly mess up his leg. It's just kind of a clean break on the bone, at least for the early reports. So um, that sucks for Boston, and that sucks for him. And that first game with a team, like that's. There's nothing to say, you know, like you just feel bad, right? Yeah, like, that I kind of was... wanted to see. I wanted to see what they would be, but that's not even that's not in the top three or four most important things here. Uh, but at least it's it, it turns out it's the type of break that like guys come back from with with very with no um, limitations, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Like you tear up some tendons. It, you never really know if you're going to get your explosiveness back or something like that. This is just a bone break. It'll heal over time. Yeah. Paul George, for example, but you know, the thing is with that is, is uh, I'm sure you've torn something or you've broken something and I've broken and torn sh- stuff all over my body. But right. it, the, the worst part is just, you got to get back on the corner. You've got to like try to cut or like try to jump and, it's just he, the next time he goes up for a dunk or something like that in the game, it's just going to be like, I'm sure he's going to have flashbacks. And that, oh, that's yeah, gonna, that's, 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 that's going to be the tough. The mental part is going to be the harder yeah. part, but I, I think he'll bounce back from it eventually. Uh, clearly, yeah. the season's lost. Um, and that kind of sucks because I, I was kind of really into this Boston team, just like from an aesthetic point of view. I thought it'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, he was a perfect fit for Steven's motion offense. So kind of like the same ideas that Kerr tries to do with everyone passing. Um, I thought it would be like a good fit for Kyrie. Uh, no Hayward tonight and Kyrie goes full Kyrie going seven for 25. Uh, from what I, from what I saw of the game, I didn't watch the whole thing, but what I saw uh, combo of tired legs first back to back of the year and just stagnant as hell, which like, I mean, you you can have a motion offense, but if if Horford's the only guy on the floor who's like a plus passer, I mean, you're not going to generate the the ball movement just because you want to run that offense. You know, it would have been fun. Jalen Brown looks like he's going to be breaking out, and then Jason Tatum looked all right, and then Marcus Smart is is, is a fun guy to to have. So it, it looked like it would have been it would have been a fun team um, if uh, if uh, if Hayward was healthy, but. So where do you where do you think too bad. Um, without Hayward where do you uh, where do you think they end in the East? We can't kick them out of the playoffs. I don't think. Well, no, they're locked they're... for the playoffs. Yeah, especially I mean, with, barring, with the Easter way it is. Other guys going down, but yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe I guess seven eight seed somewhere down there seven oh, eight. Oh wow! Oh, I I think they're just gonna fall to like four or five. I think um, no Hayward kind of gives Toronto wow. and Washington an upper hand on them. Obviously, Cleveland will be up there. Um, and then but Milwaukee, I, I think Milwaukee wins, wins more because it's like I guess yeah, you're Milwaukee saying five. Might be, yeah. Milwaukee might be better, so maybe they're the five seed. Um, I just yeah, can't see. I don't know, like a Miami. Kyrie's not going to make it through eighty-two. You know, Kyrie and Horford aren't going to make it through eighty-two. So let's say they miss like ten games, right? Those are automatic losses. So it's it's, it's just going to be tough for, for now. They have no depth, 
and they don't have enough offense and they don't have enough defense. <laughs> really, it's it's just um, I, I, thought, I didn't think they were going to be that good regardless uh, of whether yeah, he I was going to be there. Yeah, I think people kind of got a little overexcited about the Kyrie Hayward factor. Yeah, it's like Boston. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think we both think Brown and Tatum will be good players, but like expecting them to be playoff level contributors at age twenties, you know, not realistic. They're they're not Harrison Barnes. Come on now. <laughs> oh man, uh, I heard I heard he didn't do well today. I didn't watch that one. I did watch part of the Wolves Spurs. Shocking that the Spurs win against the Wolves uh, despite not having Kawhi. I mean, uh, I Wolves. called I called that one. So. I'm still I'm still high on the, on the Wolves, but uh, I assumed that they were going to have a bad first month or two of the season. Like, there are too many pieces to integrate, and it's not like they're all very experienced. So, like, there's going to be some some growing pains, right? And the Spurs are the worst team to play if you're trying to integrate a bunch of players because they're just the Warriors a, they're found just, out. They're just a goddamn <laughs> machine. Like the Spurs. The Spurs are the best executed team in, in basketball. They're just they don't beat themselves. Yeah, even when they're missing players. So I best coach team too. It's one of those things where where the Warriors get by a little bit on talent, and they are they are greatly coached. But the Spurs, like they'll have. I, I think their talent is actually a little bit underrated. But it is um, a lot of it's just like like Lamarcus Aldridge. Actually, man, I <clears throat> I don't like watching him. I don't like. Maybe him, right? It's some of the stories that we've heard, but Duke can ball out in the regular season. Like he is right. a legit the big, like, offensive the biggest, guy. The, the biggest issue with him is like his personal perception of his game versus the actually. But like he's still Carmelo, a, he's still a very good player. He's still a front line player, right? Like it's just in his mind, he's like a top five player when he's more around twenty, right? Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's uh, that that's the problem. But but yeah, they look good. They always look good. We didn't get the thunder tonight, you know. I wanted to talk about that, um, but we'll, <laughs> we'll on that. I'm really excited. That's that might they're be gonna like have the a one they're team. gonna have a. Um, I think they're gonna have a great first game. Mellow New York. Um, the Knicks are terrible. So like the little habits, the thunders, the thunder will be bad with early, such as like you know no continuity won't matter against a team like the Knicks. I'm pretty sure they're going to just blow them out. Like I I think the Knicks are going to be absolutely atrocious. But you think you think it's going to it's going to be a field day when the Thunder look good, the Houston beat the Warriors. It's going to be like, "Oh, the Spurs beat the Wolves without Kawhi." Uh, War, it's gonna, Warriors going to go be... 0 and 2 because they they got to play the Pelicans without Draymond. I mean, you're talking Ooh. about Zaza and Looney guarding AD and, <laughs> and <laughs> no, and you got, not, yeah, it, actually it'll be pretty funny without Draymond because you're talking about team with the two best big men versus a team with the best like perimeter and both teams have more or less nothing on the, the reverse sides. So it'll be kind of a funny <laughs> funny game. Do both both yeah, you're gonna have Steph go and you know you're gonna get bounced back in from Steph and KD, so you're gonna have those guys probably go for like 30 plus and then you'll have 80 and boogie probably go for 30 plus those guys went for 30 plus together tonight um there's just nobody else like that on that team that could that can do anything um so friday will be fun and then they've got uh and they've got memphis right they've got to go up against marcus all with no draymond um yeah so those people are, are writing off ones. memphis a little too easily that's just they're they're little spurs light too in the sense of like they're going to play hard. They're well-coached. Gasol and Conley are all-star level players. 
Um, even though Conley will never make it because there's like eight superstar guards in the West. <laughs> dude, if he was in the East, my God. My God. Yeah, dude, he'd be Joe Johnson seven times. <laughs> Being um, in the East is nice, man. You just, yeah. Yeah, just what <laughs> our boy Oladipo is going to be an all star. <laughs> we talk about that for a second. Sabonis going off. Uh, the Pacers looking good with with what was uh, said to be just a couple throw-ins uh, that the Thunder threw away. You know, I, I swear I heard that these guys literally couldn't pick up, couldn't put on their own socks last year. So it's a it's a little surprising to me that uh, they were able to actually put the ball in the bucket. Uh, Russ inspired uh, in a basketball last year, court. Last year they learned by standing <laughs> in the corner and just watching how how much Russ scowled, <laughs> and they're like, "This is how it's done." If we ever get our own team, I know I know the secret. <laughs> See, this is what people like when they say like, hey, you know, if Clay left Steph, he'll be averaging like 40 points. That's what he should be doing. You know, like uh, that's what they want to happen. And then you look at, you know, with Russ, it's like, well, the guy left Russ who actually never allowed him to actually have the ball. Look at him now. You know, he's probably going to flourish and, and be a, you know, decent point guard in the Eastern Conference. Well, just, like you said, dude, sh- might be an all-star. So th- this was always my problem with like the – the Russ has no help thing. Oladipo had his worst year of his career since his rookie year playing next to Russ. Like Russ was absolutely amazing individually, but like saying he didn't actually make anyone around him better. It was more like you guys box out and I'll just do it all by myself. Um, so I, I kind of expected Oladipo to have a little bit of bounce back here. I mean, he's a, he's a nice player. He's okay. Right. Yeah, I mean, the, he's he's your fantasy for for guys. He sh- if you hit him and drafted, should have drafted him. Shitty team, ton of minutes, ton of usage. It's kind of like how Russell was last year. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I didn't get Oladipo in my fantasy league, and I was pretty bummed about that. I, I thought I, I thought I had like the genius, like oh this guy's gonna be a sleeper, and, right? And yeah. then and then you realize everyone else reads the same five posts you do on fantasy. <laughs> they, have the same, they have the same sleeper list. Everybody's on Roto World, man. Exactly. Um, so, so we'll we'll end with one um, that we want to go on. We Haralaba Vulgaris uh, was on uh, Bill Simmons's podcast, um, and he talked about he talked about the Warriors for a little bit, as, as all podcasts do. Um, and he said he said the Warriors were boring to watch, um, and he said the Warriors, the way that people write about them, the way they present themselves as, as a team and organization that essentially reinvented basketball is one of the most, you know, absurd or, you know, arrogant things that he's heard from an organization. Um, so, so some of it's true. Um, your thoughts. It's just peak Silicon Valley and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't, I don't, it's hilarious because it doesn't necessarily reflect the players. Like Steph could not be more, yeah, I don't want to say humble, but like for a guy as talented and big time as he is, he really like carries himself with the demeanor of just kind of an average NBA player. Um, So it is pretty funny that the Warriors front office kind of exudes all these negative qualities we, we attribute to the the Bay area with like, kind of like a pretentiousness, like we're changing the world. So, um, he wasn't wrong. I thought his rant was absolutely hilarious and I'm, I'm pro the warriors embracing it because everyone, everyone wants to, you know, they're the best team in the league. Everyone's gunning for them. Let's not like pretend that they are some sort of little plucky upstart anymore. 
embrace embrace the arrogance, embrace the pretentiousness. <laughs> um, and in terms of the the lake of, it's really it comes back to lake of because lake it really of, is lake of loves lake of loves entire, doing his yeah. TED talks. Uh, that's like really what it is. It's like, it's like, he's like out here Ted talking about like his organizational brilliance. And like, I think he does deserve a lot of credit for, for all the stuff he says. He continually hires the right people and allows them to make decisions. Like for someone who comes across meddlesome, well, he lets his GM do his job. He lets his coach do his job. He's not in there demanding trades be happen or like, you know, saying, Hey, let's play four on five. (laughs) <laughs> and and we know and we, your boy that's your boy that's your dad um and <laughs> and we know like the decisions that he wants to make are not the right ones like he wanted like monte or he wanted to go to steph and ask him for a discount uh like some of the stuff that he, or he wants wanted to the do kevin behind love trade one of the kevin like some stuff that he's in for are not like if if joe lake was actually running the team if he was meddlesome is basically what you're getting yeah. at. Like there's – there is him saying, oh, we should trade for Kevin Love and then his whole basketball department or like the key voices saying like, no, we're not doing this trade. Um, and he's like, okay, well, I'll listen <laughs> to you guys. If this was the Knicks and Dolan had some fixation, he'd make his GM make the trade, right? And that's the difference between a good owner and a bad owner. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let, let's not, you know, let's get Gary get carried away on that. And I mean, in, in terms of Lakeup, he still is a Silicon Valley guy. I mean, but I think he might be just be the only. I mean, everyone else seems relatively like. I mean, you got Draymond who 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 came out with the piece that's yeah. Uh, but we're talking you know, organizationally uh, this conversation, not like really the players. <laughs> but yeah, you know Myers, um, who really I don't he, he really doesn't say anything. I mean, uh, you've got uh, Rick Welch. Um, he's probably one of the smartest like you've got nobody um it's just like up and uh, i think uh, he was on open court uh nba tv um and, and he was kidding <laughs> oh that was hilarious mark cuban was trying to rib him so hard which was hilarious to me because cubans like they are very similar in terms of like they both kind of think very highly of themselves like if if you've made a billion dollars you think very highly of yourself I don't know. I don't have a billion dollars, but if I did, there's no way I would. We I would... think highly of ourselves, and we don't even have ten thousand dollars in the bank. <laughs> but um, if that, that, that's my point. So, like, Cubans telling him how much luck is involved, and Lakeup's trying to push back, saying like, "No, it's like organizational leadership." And the truth is, it's both, right? Um, Lakeup was right in pointing out that like you make so many decisions that if you mess up a couple, it could have long-term effects. So you have to like, you can get the talent, but you have all these opportunities from when you get the talent to the final product to just mess it up. Right. How many times have we seen teams draft a great player and screw it up? Uh, Yeah. But then on the other hand, Cuban's right. There's, there's a, a lot of luck involved. They got. I mean, you think about Draymond it. was pure luck. You know, if, as 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 they say, if, as Bob Myers says, if I if I thought he'd be this good, I would have taken him in the first round. I would have waited yeah. for the second round. They fuck, I mean, like like look, they tanked for that seven pick, and they had to wait for a coin flip. I remember like checking Twitter trying to figure out like, hey, did the Warriors win that coin flip to get the seventh pick? Because if they didn't get that seventh pick, it, w- it would have been gone. 
So, and I mean, it turned out to be Harrison Barnes, but Harrison Barnes helped him win a championship. So it, it's a lot of it is luck, and and maybe even more than fifty percent of what happened is luck. But uh, but hey, listen, like if if we were credited, you know, if Light Years Plot went 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 national, and it was the number one podcast, and we had nothing to do with it for some reason. Hey, I'll be the first to be taking credit for for what happened <laughs> and and why we became number one, right? So. So I mean, if and it, it, I think it's also ironic that coming from a guy like Volgaris, who who was probably one of the most smug, smart dude, most smug people that kind of thinks they're the smartest dude on the planet, which is um, <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, it was good. I overall, I thought his rant was hilarious, and I would recommend listening to it. I thought it was great. Um, it is. It, Everyone's going to be gunning for the Warriors. No one, everyone wants to see them challenged. I don't know that people really care if they win or lose, but everyone wants to see them kind of punched. And yeah. we haven't really seen that yet. Last year in the playoffs, nothing, nothing happened. We haven't seen a team, we haven't seen them get into a series where you're like, oh, they're going to lose. Spurs are coming, man. I'm telling you, it's the Spurs this year. That that's the. I truly think it's the only. It's the only team left that that can hit them. Like if Here, Rudy here's Gay, my th- here's my thing on the Spurs. I think that they're the only team that'll out game play on the Warriors. Yep. I just yep. don't know that they have the talent. But maybe, maybe like someone like Dejounte Murray takes a huge step or something like. Like they're 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 at least one player away. But if Rudy's they get, if Rudy they, Gay's got to be a star. If they get if done. they get that player, look out. You know. If they get Davis, man, and, and if they can if they can swindle Anthony Davis, um, then then I then that's a team. Like, because Anthony Davis is the perfect player, really, for any basketball team. <laughs> um, I mean, but, there's a t- just get, just get one other guy to go with Kawhi and and Lamarcus, or maybe not even Lamarcus, but just get just get one other guy and and scheme it up a little bit. Yeah, that uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So um, so they've got they've got a roadie. Um, the Warriors do own one. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, they won't be own four. Um, if they lose, they got a rematch with Harrison Barnes. Uh, it's too bad because Draymond, every time he plays Harrison Barnes, loves to guard him and lock him up. So actually, um, look, look, he Barnes gave him a lot of buckets last year. <laughs> <laughs> that was a, that was the funniest part. Like it didn't matter; they were down by twenty five, but um, uh, or Dallas. Was. You're right. You know what? You're right. He did. Yeah, now it was. I, got, I, I was kind of I was kind of expecting Draymond to like be extra mean and have one of his games where he doesn't let a guy get a shot off, and it was the opposite. Barnes Barnes had that um, I've th- that it was like that little brother like I've had to listen to you talk for three years and I fucking hate you and you're getting <laughs> everything I have. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Barnes got those flashes. Uh, by the way, Barnes tonight three for thirteen, zero for six from three, fourteen points. Um, so there you go, mass fans who are listening now, now that, now that we're on a larger platform, we've got maybe mass fans, um, enjoy, enjoy your max guy. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. At least look nice, but, um, I like um, Dennis right. Smith Jr. I got him on fantasy. This is, this is a fantasy pod now. So, uh, <laughs> um, next uh, so week we're else? just going to read our fantasy stats to you guys. <laughs> yeah. We'll put them on a roster and then that's literally just all we'll do. We'll spin it off. Um, for you guys anything else that you want to that you want to go over are we good we're good let's get out of here we'll record um, next week um, middle of the week same time alright perfect man later <laughs>